does God actually get involved in our lives? That's the question we're going to discuss today on The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you focus on the gospel in every area of your life and ministry. I'm Brian Dombozik, Managing Editor of The Gospel Project, and with me is Aaron Armstrong, our brand manager. So does God really interact with us as his people? That's that's kind of the question we're going to be kicking around today, Yeah, Aaron. Yeah, and um, this is an important question. It's one that, I mean, we all wonder about. Really, and there's a big theological term that goes with it. Um, it is this idea of the imminence of God. What that really, what that really means is basically the the nearness, the closeness yeah. of God, His involvement in in our lives. But this is how we we've fleshed out this this doctrine in the ninety nine essential doctrines. I approve of that theological pun. Thank you. Thank you. It's like I planned it. <sighs> All right. So uh, when we say that God is imminent, we mean that God is personable and relatable to those made in his image while remaining completely distinct and unique from all of his creation. It means that God is not a distant deity as imagined by the deist, and we'll explain what that means in a minute, um, who only sits on his heavenly throne with no interaction, but instead he is a personal God who created people in his image to be in a personal relationship with him. Yeah, and I think that ending right there, if you want to kind of boil it down as we try to do each time, you know, mm-hmm. what simply what does that mean? Right. That last phrase there, that that we can have a, a personal daily relationship with God is at the at the heart of, of this. Yeah. Now before we go any farther and look at at where we see this in scripture, let's go back to what you mentioned, the deists. Right. Let's explain that before we go farther. Right. So it is a um it is a different category of belief about how uh, about God. Or, or um, in this case, a false belief about yes, God, a misunderstanding. Yes, it is, it is a completely incorrect. What it, what the this this position, what it what it holds to is that there is a God that exists that exists outside of the world and the universe that we that we see and interact with every day. This is the God who created all of mm-hmm. these things. Um, but so far, so good, which is fine. But here's what here's where the twist is. This God, after setting all the wheels in motion for creation, getting everything, getting everything up and running, basically uh, wipes the dust off his hands and says, all right, I'm out. Yeah. And has nothing more to do with the world. Yeah. One of the better ways I've heard to explain this is, is like the clockmaker. Yes. Who makes the clock, winds it up and then leaves it be. Yep. And that's what deism wrongly believes about God. Again, this yes. doctrine refutes that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this has been this has been a, a doc, this has been a belief that has been a struggle within the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, I mean, we should, and it shouldn't be. Because, and the reason that I say that so so definitively is because we see how God has consistently interacted with His people throughout throughout history yeah. in the Word of God. But that's actually one of the things that makes people think about, um, which is which actually is 
where that struggle comes in. Because what we often we often do is is we apply our experience and what scripture talks about and think that they should be exactly the same. Yeah, or I think deism is an attempt to explain the problem of evil, which we've talked about before. Yes, it is. That's another another in an insatisfactory reason. way. So the thinking is, wait a minute, if evil occurs, God's not the author of evil. He must not be involved in that. He's taking his hands off of. Right. And it just goes a step farther and says, well, he's taking his hands completely. It's not just isolated right. times. Yeah. It's he not doesn't that, step in and out. He just stepped out. Right. Exactly. It's, it's not simply that he's unable or unwilling to do anything about evil in that instance. It's that he doesn't, he doesn't involve himself yes. in anything. He's just letting things run at their course exactly yeah, and, and he'll intervene later perhaps right but for now he's going to leave us to right. our own devices and so i hope it's abundantly clear that what we're saying is that that kind of belief is wrong yeah and again that's why you know when you mentioned fleshing this out and i talked about theological pun of course i was talking about jesus of course which is the greatest proof of the imminence of god that he stepped into literally physically creation taking on humanity to yes. be with us, interact with us. So, yep. So, but I'm that, sorry, go ahead. But that gets, that's getting us ahead of ourselves, is all I was going to say. Instead, what we should do is, um, and there's going to be so many body puns and <laughs> presence jokes in this episode. We apologize in advance. Um, we are dad joke central here. But, uh, Amen. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Lord help us. <laughs> Lord help our kids. Yes. But, uh, Brian, where do we see this doctrine in Scripture? Well, we see it in many places. As, as I've already intimated, uh, of course, we can say we see it most clearly in the person of Christ. Yes. But here is another passage, Colossians 1, 17, speaking of Jesus, says, He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. Mm-hmm. Now, notice the the implication that, that Christ is directly in an ongoing basis involved in what he created. So it speaks directly against him winding up and taking his hands off. Yeah, absolutely. The, the tense in that phrase is really, really important. I mean, Mm -hmm. the, the is he, is before all things and by him all things hold together exactly exactly so um, another is acts 17 27 um Paul said this saying, uh, he did, he did this so that they might seek God and perhaps they might reach out and find him though. He is not far from each one of us. Um, that is a, that's a significant thing that particular, that last clause, he is not far from each one of us is a big deal. Scripture repeats this again over and over and over again. we see it again in Jeremiah 23, Mm -hmm. 23, um, where we see, I, uh, am I a God who is only near? Uh, this is the Lord's declaration and not a God who is far away. We're going to talk about that one in, when we talk about the flip side of this doctrine. Yes. Um, but this this verse speaks to both sides of it, that God is both close to us and dis, and distinct from and, us. And just, just to be clear, that's going to be the doctrine of God's transcendence. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, but uh, there's one, there's at least one more. Yeah, Philippians 4, 5 carries the same idea forward. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Mm-hmm. So those are, are a handful of passages that speak to, to God's involvement, his nearness. But of course, scriptures replete with passages where God interacts with people. I mean, yeah. he, he speaks to people. He, he reveals himself to people. I mean, just over and over again, page after page, we see God 
not being distant, but being close, involved, talking with his people, walking with his people, and doing works for his people. Yeah. Um, rescuing. And so I, you know, in my mind, I'm just thinking of Exodus significantly yeah. right now. It's a God who's active, who God who's involved, not a God who's distant. Yeah. So, so this is um, this this doctrine is is pretty clear and easy to find throughout all of Scripture. Absolutely. So, with that said, are there any cautions that we have to hold as we understand this doctrine? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think the I think the key thing is, and we'll have to come back to this again when we talk about the transcendence of God, mm-hmm. the distinctness of God, and we'll end up coming back to it again when we talk about the holiness of God yeah. as well. Um, it's it's a it's an element that that is always true is that God that. God is close and he is involved and he and he does care and he is near to us. But the key thing that we always have to understand is, is that he is distinct from us. God is not like us. God is not a human being. Um, ex- I mean, yes, Jesus, the son. Yes, Jesus, God, the son um, is both God and man. But he's but even then that's still different. Yeah. <laughs> um, when we think about God, when we think about God, and we use the term God, normally we're referring to God the Father, um, but it's true of, of all the persons of God. And there's another thing that we'll get to yeah. in another in another episode. Um, but that's why we have 99 of these. Absolutely, because we need 99 episodes just to unpack this one distinction. <laughs> exactly. But um, but I mean, think about think about it this way: God is our loving Father, but He is also a ho- our holy God. Mm. So he loves us, but he should also, and we should love him and we should, we should go to him without fear, but we should also understand that he is, he is also kind of terrifying. Yeah. And that's, you know, this doctrine with, with God is transcendent, that doctrine, they, they really are important to understand together. Yes. I see this happen so often where you fall in one of the two ditches. I see a lot of time people who treat God as as an equal, yeah, they get too comfortable with God and yes. say, "Well, but He's our Father, right? He's Abba, He's our loving Father. We're accepted by Him." And they get too comfortable and forget, "Oh, but He's holy God. He's yeah. Creator God." Conversely, I've seen people go in the other ditch, and they just—I mean—they are in fear of God, not the not the godly biblical fear. No, but they're afraid yes. of. Um, and they they fail to understand he is our father and he yes. loves us. So it's it's a healthy balance that we have to understand here. Yeah, uh, yeah. This this is one of those doctrines that um, occasionally I use the I use the term sometimes of false binaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it's a like so we we often and this is true of our our lives as Christians. So often we want to and as human beings we so often want to treat things as um, straightforward black and white either this or that um, yes or no that kind of things and so often with God the answer is always yes and exactly. Um, <laughs> You know, or both or all of the above or um, this is just simply too big for you. <laughs> um, these kinds of things. And these are the these are the just these realities that um, God is just too big for us to fully grasp and comprehend. Um, but what we can grasp of uh, of his being, we need to embrace and we need to receive what he tells us about himself with joy. 
Um, and those are those. So when we talk about getting too comfortable with, um, or too familiar, maybe is almost yeah. a better term that we, um, we don't give him the honor that the honor and respect that is his due. Um, this is, this is that flips. This is, this is that tension that we need to hold in balance yeah. there. So. All right, so let's talk about what difference this doctrine should make in in a believer's life. And and I'll throw out the first one. Um, In light of what we just said, that God is our Father. He is near. He's involved in our day-to-day affairs. Uh, He's aware of our needs. This should give us great comfort. Um, You know, deism frightens me. Deism Mm -hmm. discourages me. To to think that God left us to our own devices and is, is detached yeah. from what's going on here. And so it's up to me uh, to, to make it through and, and so forth. Man, that's terrifying. I mean, uh, I'm a mess. Yes. I I, like, I mean, so often we, we, we give ourselves messages and, and just going back to that, that concept of, a, of deism, um, there's this idea that um, permeates our thinking um, of this idea of, God helps those who help themselves um, and these kinds of things. We've talked about this yeah. in, uh, in previous iterations of the show, actually. Um, but, one, but one of the things that we, we need to recognize there is, is that um, we so easily start, start behaving as though we're responsible for pulling ourselves up by our spiritual bootstraps, that our growth in the faith is, is solely dependent on us. Um, and instead God is, God is actively at work in us. That's one of the key implications of this doctrine. Yeah. And for me, I think, you know, of, of, uh, of my role as a, as a husband to my wife, Tara, as a father to my kids, Joshua, Hannah, and Caleb. And just in that, I, I I can't do it myself. I can't love them the way they deserve and need to be loved. I can't lead them the way they deserve and need to be led. I can't care for them. I can't provide for them. Just go down the list. Yeah. I, if if it's all up to me, man, I'm going to fail them desperately, miserably. Yeah, miserably. But to know that, no, God is there guiding me. He is there to give me the wisdom I need. He's to give me the strength, the courage, and, and on and on and on. That gives me comfort. And then that's just, you know, in one, one area, then I think about, okay, what about, what about loving God? I mean, what yeah. about serving him? Um, I can't do these things. I need him. And, and so there's something comfortable about recognizing my desperation right. and of there's God also, and his provision yeah. for me. Yeah, and there's also a conviction that comes from that too, right? Like, yeah, it's the flip side of yeah, this. Yeah, because I mean, just as he's aware of our aware of our needs and he's he's involved in our affairs, this is that again that flip side. He he's aware of our hearts and yeah. our conduct, and so because we can't pretend that God is unaware of anything that's going on in our lives. Yeah, we we may sin in such a way that is secret from others, but it's never secret from yeah. Him. Yeah, um, and. One of the last things that uh, one of the last things that we're going to talk about, at least in the, in this episode, is um, that this as a change that this doctrine should should have, and it's what difference it should make in our lives, is that it reminds us that we serve a God um, that is a who and not a what, um, a he, not an it. Yeah, 
is is another way to say that. And so um, following Jesus, being a Christian, whatever language you want to use around 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 this this thing that we do <laughs> um, as as people who trust Jesus. Um, it, it's not mental assent to mere mental mental assent to facts. It's not an academic exercise. No, yeah. I mean there are things that we do need to know. Yeah, absolutely. But that's not the the no the fullness of it. No, gosh, no. Um, instead, it is a it it as cliche as it is, it is a relationship, and it is a it is a relationship that grows and changes day by day as we seek to follow him and as we seek to know him better. Um, and he reveals more about both himself and us to us. Um, and that's, and that's the thing. He doesn't learn any new, not anything new about us, but we do all the learning and he does, and he does all the showing and all the comforting and all the convicting and all, and all the provision. And it is, and we get all the best parts of it in the end. And then in the end, we get to be with him through Jesus. That's and that's actually the ultimate difference that this doctrine should make. Yeah. It brings us hope. We know what's going to happen at the end. We know that, and this is a this is a powerful distinction with the Christian faith. Um, is that we will live with God in our presence forever in the new creation. Yeah, it's not just that we're saved from damnation; we're mm-hmm. saved to God. Right. We're restored into relationship with him, and and that's we we forget that a lot of times. Yeah, and this is this is without us even mentioning that you know in the imminence of God, God dwells within us now yes. by sending His Spirit, yep. um, and so God is with us. God was God was with us in the flesh by sending Jesus into the world. God is with us by faith. But through the sending of his spirit to dwell within us and God will be with us forever in the new creation. True. Good word. Well, let's let's call it there. Let's wrap it up there. Yep. Uh, I think that's a a good place to wrap up this conversation. But again, uh, for our listeners, you would want to couple this episode with the next one that will drop. Yeah. That speaks to God's transcendence. And you'll see how they go hand in hand, of course. But that's it for today. Uh, Thanks for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you did enjoy this episode, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to the show. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com. 